Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, May 24, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, they had a big juicy up day, up $4.50 give or take about 1% in the S&P 500. The actual S&P cash index was up over 40 points. The Dow was up 186. The Russell was up half a percent. The NASDAQ composite was up one and a half percent. So everything was up across the board. There's a method to the madness and it feeds into how we're gonna read the current situation. We have a couple of diverging things going on. We'll get to what these horizontal trend lines are later, but let's talk about what's jumping off the page on the daily chart. A, we're comfortably above all the moving averages, including a recapture of the 20-period moving average today. Last week, they filled the gap. This week, at least today, they're over the gap. They closed above the gap. The gap we're talking about is 41794. So now we zero into what are they doing in terms of the north side? What are they doing on the bull case? The bull case is they're going to run a test higher up the breakdown candle. What breakdown candle? This one from the 10th of May. The high is 422.74. We don't know whether they will or won't get all the way to the top, But what they're doing, at least while they're over the gap, is they're creeping higher up the breakdown candle. They want to run a test as high or as close to the top of the breakdown candle as they can. That's the bull case. That's what they're doing. Where are some of the resistance areas before you get to the top of the breakdown candle? That stuff is for inside the numbers members. They have those numbers intraday. What's another component to the bull case? Well, let's go back a few days and say they made a low. They had a retest. They ran a test. They made a higher low, and now they're back above the moving averages. This was another recocking of the weapon. What else do we have for the bull case? Well, around the breakdown candle high within pennies is, in fact, the all-time high. So here's the deal. If they're up there near the highs, what are the odds they get rejected? Or what are the odds they yet again make another new high? Well, the sooner the better in terms of when they're up there for us to tell the tale. What do I mean by that? Well, this week we have a full trading week. Next week we have Monday off. Why is that? It's Memorial Day weekend. Therefore, Monday is a holiday We have a shortened trading day, Tuesday through Friday of next week. Leading into one of these three-day holiday weekends, and we've discussed this many times in the past, leading into these holiday weekends, the trading activity gets very, very light. People go away for a long weekend. It's a good opportunity for a melt-up situation. We could be in for a melt-up slash blow-off situation. How high? I don't know. I'm not saying the market's going to go another 10 or 15 SPY handles higher, 100, 150 SPY points higher. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying 
leading into the next weekend, leading into the Friday close, don't be surprised if we've seen a melt-up operation take place and they're at new highs. It's an awareness. Put it down on a sticky note next to your monitor. All right, that's one side of the tape. What's the other side of the tape? What's the bear case? Let's throw a monkey wrench in the bull case. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. So we have to look at both sides of the tape. So here's the situation. Below the gap, 417.94 from the 10th of May. Closing hourly and then daily below the gap or opening the day back below the gap would be considered from where I sit a recapture on the downside. It puts the 20 period moving average in play once again. And if they go lower than close hourly below and then daily below the 20 period moving average, you would have a recapture of the 20 period moving average. Do I have any reason to believe that this is possible this week? Well, anything is possible all the time. However, there is something going on midweek. So everybody should have another awareness. Everybody should have another sticky note on the other side of their monitor for an awareness that midweek we could see a shift. It could be a very short-term shift, one-day, two-day type of event. It could morph into something more. We don't need to know, nor do we have the ability to know at present whether it will or won't be short-term. But what we do know is that the probabilities for a shift midweek are high. We'll call it, for the purposes of these videos, a midweek cycle. And remember, in terms of the market, in terms of the job of the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew, also known as Trick and Company, their job is to make investors and traders everywhere across the globe look like fools as much of the time as possible. Why do I say that? Because they jam them up on Monday, maybe they jam them up again on Tuesday, maybe they kind of just have a flat day on Tuesday, and then all of a sudden you can see how all of a sudden Wednesday they can pull the rug out. Now we don't know any of that's going to happen, but what I am saying is that just by the sheer fact that I'm bringing this up to you, I'm of the belief that we could see a shift in trend, short-term trend, midweek. Let's move over to inside the numbers. We'll look through the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. There are lessons to be learned today. There is stuff to learn in here today on how to approach certain trades. There was a trade opportunity in here. There may have been two or three trade opportunities in here. Depending on what type of trader you are, I will discuss that as the video goes along. Let's start with the pre-market commentary. We have a happy Monday. It's a wake-up green and a reminder that the trend is your friend. Next week contains a three-day holiday weekend, which makes this week a good candidate for a continued melt-up operation. Now, when that was posted, keep in mind, the market was already up, but it wasn't up nearly as much as it was later in the day. This is zero dark 30. However, on the flip side, you didn't have to be a genius to figure out that we were waking up bullish. Early thoughts. Let's get the big picture settled before drilling down to the intraday stuff. Remember the gap from last week. It was 417.94. At the time this was posted, we were below the gap. We called it 418 for argument's sake. 
They hit the gap and pulled back on Friday. This morning, they're going to make another attempt to get above and stay above. We'll use 416 as the early line in the sand for the market to stay in bull mode. They were above 416, but they were well below at the time 41794. Now we have the schematic if they were to get below 416. We don't need that right now. Getting to and closing candles above 41794 is the bull case and would open doors for higher numbers. In between will be indecision disguised as a chop shop formation. So we've got the layout early on. They started to push toward the gap around the opening bell. So at 932, if they bust through the gap at 41794 to 418, the next big spot, if there's another leg higher, is around 41940, give or take. Unlikely to get that high this early, but we need the numbers just in case. Now here's the situation. There's two ways to read that, and both are correct. How an individual trader reads that depends on what they like to do. It's not any more complicated than that. There are some traders that like momentum. There are some traders that like to buy support or sell resistance. There are some traders that will do all of it. So think in terms of if they get above the gap, where is the next big resistance area? They're going to have another leg higher. Where are they going? 419.40. So a trader that's okay with riding the wave, riding the tape, hopping on board, that trader can ride the tape up to 419.40. Let's move along. And then we have the other side when we get there. 935, 416.85 will be some support if below the door would open for 416. Let's get our faculties in imagery while we have a chance. SPY five minute chart right of the vertical is today's activity. The lines represent important stuff. 41685, they never got there in the morning when they had a little bit of a fake out shakeout operation. They never got down there. That was bullish. They kept going. They got above the gap. 418 represents that spot. 41794 to 418. That's that spot. As they push higher, where are they going? 41940. That's resistance. What did they do when they got there? They basically went sideways and ate time off the clock. Now, you don't know that that's going to happen. Maybe they pull back right away from that spot. Maybe they run sideways. If they keep going north, then that wasn't an important number and the number was wrong. Let's move along in the commentary and see what's going on. 945, update on stuff. They're doing the thing around 418, so they got up to the gap. Now it's showtime to see if they want to push above the gap. But we knew they were going to do that. We talked about it at zero dark 30. They're going to make another attempt at the gap. That was the writing on the wall at zero dark 30. Little commentary on stocks on the move. We'll circle back to those later. For a continued push to the north side, they would need to stay above and close candles above 417.50. So there again, if you're a trader who's okay with riding the wave, buying momentum, and you think they're going to go fill the gap or at least go to the gap again, they already filled the gap, but they're going to go make another attempt at that spot, and they're below that spot, can you ride it up to that spot? If you want to trade that way, you can do that. That's not my favorite cup of tea. It's not in my typical bag of tricks for my own trading, but I can tell you the numbers and if you're one that's comfortable doing that kind of trade, then by all means, 
That's up to you. By 9.55, it's already the Monday floater. Closing candles above 4.18 opens the door to begin the effort for 4.20 or thereabouts. Next line on top is 4.20. That was on the board. The writing was on the wall. Those type of numbers become magnetic. Once that gap was tested and eclipsed again, and they started closing candles hourly and such above that former gap, the 418 spot, it opened the door for the magnetic force to begin working and draw price up toward 420. Sounds crazy, sounds like I'm a kook, but guess what? Whether you like it or not, and we've done this many, many times, that's the way the market works. It won't happen all at once. Trick and company will show up, but the big fat round numbers become magnetic the closer price gets. That's the way it works. 417.75 is now support, staying above 418, and the previous gap is the hint they're heading toward 420. So you see the same thing repeat over and over and over again. It's the tour guide giving you the numbers, giving you the what-ifs. If they do this, then this. If they do that, then that. Inside my head. Based on the current rally and the time of day and thought process is this. Do they keep going all the way today? Or do they put in a mid-morning pivot and pull back or at least go sideways for a while? Normally, the second thing would take place. This was the second thing. Normally, they put in a mid-morning pivot and pull back or at least go sideways. First, they have to find a place to stop going higher. 4.1940 to 419.50, give or take, is a pretty good spot. Let's see what happens. That was at 10.15 in the morning. So 10.15 is right around here. So 10.15 price is over here, starts to shoot up. Here's the 10.20 candle. So they're getting in the vicinity of 419.40. But the average trader doesn't necessarily know that that's where they're gonna stop. It would be good to know that's where they're gonna stop. Why? Because if you're long, you would want to take some profit there. Also, it's a pretty good place where under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to have some kind of a pullback. Now, on melt-up days, they go sideways, and then they keep going higher. That's pretty much what happened today. But at least you know the number is important because they stopped going higher. That means you had the resistance point. Resistance means they stopped going higher. Whether or not they pull back is the second leg of the thing. Let's see what else we have as we keep going on. Just for fun, scavenger hunt for divergences. What did I find? Nothing. All the markets were up. It was bullish. Again, writing on the wall. You have to take some of this stuff at face value. The duck was bullish. All right, now here's where we get into something. And this is where you can learn stuff. Can a trader short the spider SPY at around 419.40, give or take? The answer is yes. Where is the trade wrong? Candle closes above 420, 10, 15 minutes, and certainly an hourly one. If the stop is too wide or you're not willing to add a little more closer to the stop, you might not want the trade. It's against the trend on all accounts. It's a trade, not a marriage. But it was still the right number, the right kind of setup. We're looking for a mid-morning high because we were in a trending market all morning long, or at least since the market was open, even from the pre-market, most of the time, again, the garden variety 80-20 rule thing, most of the time, if you're in a trending market, whether it's up or down, they're going to find some kind of a mid-morning low, 
a mid-morning high. What did they find here? This is mid-morning. It's 11 o'clock. What did they find? They found a mid-morning high. They pulled back a tiny bit, and then they kept going. So instead of calling this a pullback, we're going to call it a minor or micro pullback. What they really did was they ate time off the clock, built some energy to go higher yet again to achieve the magnetic 420. Let's move along, see what else we have. 10.30, here's what we're saying. The tour guide, if a mid-morning pivot comes in around 4.19.40 or so, they should have a reaction in the other direction. How long do we give it? Some more time. If they begin to pull back and it looks like Trick and Company is taking over, I'll post it. At present, I'm going with, they're headed to 4.19.40 or so, which is this morning's destination. 4.19.80 should not be closed above, in my humble opinion. Now think about it. At the time, A, they haven't got there, and B, you still don't know whether they're going to have a big reaction or they're just going to stall out and run sideways for a while. We don't know. So you take the setup at face value. It's Monday morning. Who says that they can't trend up for an hour Monday morning and then turn around and go back in the other direction by one o'clock in the afternoon, the market's negative? Why, that's never happened before? You don't know. That's why we treat the trades as we treat the trades like a business. The numbers are the numbers. We take in the other factors in real time. What kind of tape is it? That's why we were cautious. We knew what the game was. We knew they could just run sideways. We said it 15 times. But we also have the awareness and a full and complete understanding that the market's job, Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate's crew job, is to make you look like a fool. So what they do is they make the market look like it's doing one thing only to find out it's doing something else just a little while later. So I always have that in the back of my mind especially when they're approaching a resistance point. Think about this, playing Monday morning quarterback in a hypothetical situation, you could see finishing Monday today saying, hey, look, they made an attempt for 420. They came up just short, turned around, and finished the day two or three dollars off that spot. We could see them doing that. They do that kind of stuff all the time. That's why there was a trade set up there. You never know. So what I'm going to do from here is I gave you a lot of kind of hand-holding through the notes. What I'm going to do is let you read the notes on your own. I'm going to pause the video, read the notes on your own, double-check the work. I give you information you're most likely not going to find anywhere else. Case in point, where does the 419.40 come from? It doesn't come from where most traders might think it comes from. Check this out. Where is it? How about ES4200? was the number that was basically corresponding with, it's a little bit of a give and take, but it was corresponding with 419.40, 419.50. So guess what? Sometimes I'm looking in places that others aren't. I've shown you that stuff before. Pause the video, read the notes, you're gonna learn stuff. And then the day pretty much ended early, why? Because it was a floater Monday, chop shop formation, they really weren't giving you anything material to sink your teeth into. And then they kind of dropped them a little bit at the end of the day. But the day is basically over by then. The clock is running out. And then it's the computers fighting the end of the day gamblers that have to be in a trade until the bell rings. Stocks on the move. We'll take a look at two out of the four charts 
of the opportunities that were posted on the board today. We'll look at GOTU and XEC. The other two are no trades. They didn't hit their numbers. The first one we'll take a glance at is GOTU. This is a symbol update. GSX is not a new company. It's been around a while. We've traded this before under the old symbol. Why do they trade symbols? I have no idea. But here's the way this one worked. So there were two numbers up on the board bright and early, 1940 and 19 or 1857. Interestingly enough, low of day, 1860, three pennies above the second number. But that's not important because you weren't in the trade at that point in time. Here's what happened. 1940 was the number, first few minutes of the day, it spikes it through. Immediately turns around, goes back in the other direction on a nice little rocket ride. $20.33 is the high, almost a buck on a $19.40 entry. Now that's maximum, and I understand most traders aren't going to get the full Monty, but guess what? Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. That was more than a base hit. It was at minimum of a double. They handed it to you on a silver platter. Nice trade. Trade School 101. When you see an opening print, and then you see the opening range high, for example, and this really isn't the opening range high, but if you're looking at a five-minute chart, or you're looking at a 15-minute chart, we can even update it like this, and you're looking at a 15-minute chart, and you see the high here. If they went a lot lower and they come back up to fight to get through the high, chances are, and this is chances are, right? It's not every time, but chances are they're going to get rejected on the first run. What does that tell you? That tells you whenever they go up to challenge that high from when the market opened, when the stock opened that day, this high was $20.32. When they went up to challenge that, if you're still in any part of a trade, you should expect that to be overhead resistance if for nothing else than on the first hit. They may bust through, but more often than not, that's going to be overhead resistance. Trade School 101, write it on a sticky, put it on the side of your monitor. XEC went a little lower than I thought it would. It spiked through the numbers, 67.92 and 66.30. They fought back. If you averaged in the cost, look where they went. They went right back to the average, and then they just vanished all day long and kind of went dead. So this isn't really a shit burger. It's not a good trade. It's not a bad trade. It's a dud. It just didn't work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? I find this interesting. So Camp IWM had a decent day today. It was up, but look where it is when you pull back the curtain. When you pan back and look at it from a 30,000 foot view, we're looking at the daily chart, one jumps off the page. Well, I'll tell you what jumps off the page from where I sit. They can't get through yet, at least, the convergence of these moving averages. Why not? If the market was so bullish across the board, wouldn't this be leading the charge? And the answer is, Absolutely. Brings me to another point. We're back on the S&P chart, the SPY chart. The average daily volume is just over 80 million shares. Nice big update today, up over four bucks, over 1%, right? Where was the volume? Did we have institutional conviction? The volume today was over 51 million shares, a lot less than the average, the average rolling 90-day volume. So guess what? You had no institutional conviction. Now you go back and think about the IWM and you understand why they couldn't bust it through the convergence of those moving averages. 
Whether they will or they won't tomorrow or beyond, we don't know. We're analyzing the tape as it exists today. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. This isn't as strong as the S&P 500 would want to lead you to believe it was. That's my takeaway. What's yours? What about the folks down at the transportation department? Again, it was an up day. Looks good on paper. 134 points, a little less than 1%. It's a nice up day. But guess what? When you pan back and you say, well, what are they really doing? They're riding the 20-period moving average, forming one of these bearish, flaggish kind of patterns. Isn't that what they're doing? As far as I'm concerned, that's what they're doing until they start trading above 15,650. Other thing that jumps off the page, breakup candle low. The low is 15,369. They ran a test last week. We talked about it at the time. Successful test thus far. But now, instead of trading back away toward the highs, they're hovering down here, riding the 20-period moving average. So what goes from being a bullish type of test to they can't really get up and go. So from bullish, it becomes neutral and they're forming a bearish kind of flaggish pattern. That's the way I look at the tape. You've just been inside my head. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Well, check this one out. No accidents, no coincidences. We talk about break down candle highs and break up candle lows. Okay, fair enough. What's the high today? 333.67. What's this particular breakdown candle high? 332.78. Okay, so they spiked the high and they closed below it. Do we see them do that all the time? Yes. So they ran a test of the high. They didn't yet close above the high. They don't normally close above the high on the first run. They normally run a test. Now, they're above the convergence of the 20 and 50 period moving average. That's bullish. Now, also in the spirit of no accidents or coincidences, check this out. 332.96 is the line representing the breakdown candle high. Okay, look at what they did into the closing bell. I think that's interesting. They dove down to finish below that number into the closing bell. Again, there's no accidents or coincidences. That was the choice. It doesn't necessarily tell us whether the market's going down or up tomorrow. That's not the point. I just find it interesting, and also it validates the numbers are important. That's not just a accident or coincidence that in the last five or 10 minutes of the day, they dove down to get below that spot. That was on purpose. What about the financials, the XLF, anything going on here? Well, what's jumping off the page is really the uptrend. The trend is your friend. They're kind of riding the 20 period moving average, but on the way up. So here's the hurdle. This is a breakdown candle. The high is 38.05. That's your hurdle. Get above 38.05, they'll make another new high most likely. If they can't and they start trying but start trading away from it, well then maybe they come back down, but that doesn't mean yet they're gonna come below the 20 period moving average. Start closing candles like hourly and then daily below 37, different story but they're not there now. This is what they have today, face value. Smash Mouth, big up day with Smash Mouth, pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So we don't know whether the Qs just ran out of steam today, ran a test and will be rejected or will bust through tomorrow. But here you can see slightly different position above all the moving averages on close today. That's interesting, that's bullish. 
We don't know whether it's a fake out or for real, but we'll have a much better indication on whether it is or it isn't tomorrow. Similar routine we just talked about in the cues, uh, but this time it's a gap. So here's a gap, we'll call it 243.60. They ran up today to make a high of 245.03. They finished 243.40. Again, there's your gap. They were above it all afternoon. At the end of the day, they dove down to close below it. Interesting. It's something on somewhat of a mini or micro scale, but interesting nonetheless. What I'm doing is letting you inside my head how I view stuff, I run through stuff, I find stuff that's interesting, I use it to my advantage when I can, because the same stuff that you see on short time frames happens on longer time frames, and it's generally speaking the market's way of translating what it's trying to say in its own language to those that are viewing it, those that are trying to interpret it, those that are learning the language. We never fully understand the total language, but we understand bits and pieces, and we understand when she's given clues along the way, and we use the 80-20 rule with that stuff. The majority of time, when she gives you a clue, it's usually for good reason. Sometimes it's a fake out, the majority of the time it's not. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord right here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.